dig this. First 125, Moro here from Grundahl. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian, the gate is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond gal Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Meta, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. Fly Racing, Bills Pipes, W Wheels, Motul MX, X-Brand Goggles, Moto Ice Wrap, and Moto Stuff make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Arma Energy Drink Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Meta. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got the 207 of Sean Collier. Sean, how's it going? It's going great, buddy. I'm home from work. Just cracked open a nice cold 805 brew and enjoying it, my friend. Perfect. Not five seconds in, we've got a cold beer open and a sponsor plug. It's going good so far. <laughs> yeah, funny or not, I actually uh, I used to buy this beer um, back before I was even running the 805 brand for Fast House. So it's kind of ironic now that uh, now I'm in a way sponsored by them but uh yeah no I, I love the brew man straight up it's some good stuff put down that uh, bud light in that coors and pick yourself up a nice cold 805 and you won't regret it there you go that's Friday. a uh um a um a testimony uh that that's worth worth its weight and uh for those listening uh we will have uh an extra on the line with us uh your daughter uh will most likely be uh popping in and out of conversation uh, not with a whole lot of uh things to add to the conversation but a few squeaks and squawks but so i hope uh people are uh, more than understanding in uh, the situation yeah i i hope so because sometimes it's uh it's more of a scream than anything so let's hope she uh she works with us today right Anne marie she says, yeah, so far she's good. She's dialed. Perfect. Well, I'll uh, also go back and do my best to uh, uh, snip out any any uh, of, of those uh, of those shrieks uh, while I'm talking. I usually be able to pick those out pretty easily. So uh, um, we'll, we'll do our best to minimize that. But, um, Sean, I, I had to have you on the show uh, before the week was out. I know I think we tried Tuesday. I think we tried Wednesday. I think we tried Thursday. And now it's Friday, one day before this special event that uh, I needed to have you on before. We're finally on the line, and the gate's about to drop on on the uh, motocross action two-stroke nationals this ha- this weekend in uh, in Glen Helen, a place that uh, is basically your backyard, and uh, you you happen to to have a a, a pretty uh, a big gun to bring to the fight as far as a weapon. So uh, give the the fans a little bit of a rundown of what exactly you're doing this weekend and uh, the 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 creature, the beast that you'll be on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's basically what it is it is a beast i'll be riding the uh kx 500 again everyone's seen me ride that last year at the two-stroke deal that was pretty much uh besides mammoth the previous year that was one of the first big nationals that i did on the bike um and it is better than ever we got still the updated front end so you can actually stop the thing we have an animated uh rear braking system but we have taken off a kx85 one which works a lot better than the stock unit so surprising it's a little bit better but um we could definitely address that hopefully in the future i have a lot of cool ideas i'd like to do and maybe do a project bike and make some you know really bitching upgraded rear braking system and some other cool stuff but uh yeah man it's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to it it's been a it's been a bit. I haven't been doing a lot of riding lately because I'm so busy with work and, and just watching my baby girl after work and doing that whole program. But, uh, man, it's going to be fun either way. It's just going to try to put in two good solid motos on that thing and dance with it more than anything. And uh, hopefully she agrees with me. So we'll find out tomorrow. Well, th- that's just Sean Collier's style, though. Like, uh, 
9 to 5 guy, or at least, or more like a 4 a.m. to 1 p.m. guy, um, put in the work, take care of the family, and oh, by the way, I'm going to I'm gonna show up at a random national, or I'm going to show up at a random uh, uh, two-stroke race, and um, and hold her wide open, and, and show some of the guys that do this full-time that, uh, that you can still hang. Yeah, no, I'm holding it down for the blue-collar course, that's, I guess, what we represent over here, so. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, dude. It's going to be fun. It's been a while since I've been out on the track with uh, with all my buddies, and there's going to be a lot of guys this year. It's going to be pretty exciting. We got a Lessie. Yeah, yeah, we got a Lessie in there. Yep, and then we got uh, we got Zach Timmy Wygant. What's that, buddy? Timmy Wygant's going to be there. You're going to have uh, yeah. uh, Mike Brown in the 125 class. Probably not something you're going to have to deal with, but uh, and I, I think you're going to have Zach Osborne on the 250. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked. It's going to be cool, man. I hear uh, Ferrat's going to be there, and he and I built it out a couple of times up in Mammoth for their two-stroke deal, the FMF um, two-stroke race up there. So it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Um, the track I hear has been completely redone by Jody, so that should be really interesting. Um, it's been a while since the track's had a full makeover, since I think uh, maybe a couple years ago when they did the uh, big facelift for the National. Um so, yeah, it's going to be cool, exciting to get there and, and scope out the new layout. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it there this Thursday or Friday, but, uh, or today, rather. Um, but we'll we'll do our best in the short abbreviated practice in the morning, and I'll try to uh, learn the new layout and just have some fun, man. Um, and then back to your question before about uh, what nationals I was thinking about doing this year or what my plans were. Um for this year, it's kind of crazy with uh, with everything I got going on with the baby and my girlfriend in full time nursing school, which is just gnarly. So we don't really have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of support um, as far as family goes and stuff. So I'm pretty much the the bona fide babysitter dude. Um, so yeah, basically what we're gonna do is whenever she graduates, or I'm sorry, not when she graduates, but when she uh, is off for summer break, that'll give me some time to put in some motos and after work and actually start putting in some uh, much-needed seat time and training time. So I was thinking the USGP at Glen Helen will probably be doable this year. So that, uh, that's my goal, to do that. And then obviously uh, I'd love to make it out to uh, Mammoth. And do the, I think we're going to do the vet weekend this year. So that'll be really cool. I've wanted to do that. I'd like to do both weekends, but I'm just not going to be able to do that with my with my work schedule. So i got to pick one or the other. So I think I might go with that weekend. but. Definitely going to be racing Mammoth, and then uh, I'll do the amateur deal there, and then hopefully the USGP in September, I think it is. So that's the plan. Right on it. I hope you wouldn't uh, rule out a possibility of maybe hitting the Washougal National, because that uh, kind of falls in, in line with, uh, with, with what time uh, uh, your girlfriend might be uh, ha- be uh, be off of school. So uh, fingers crossed for that. And, um, that's true. But, uh, that's true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. No, no, you're absolutely right. So that Lawrence. might actually work well. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. I'm sorry. What was that, brother? No, I was going to say, uh, like, um, if I have to make a special trip in September for you to ride my KX125 at this 125 Dream Race, I don't mind driving. Uh, I don't mind the drive. Oh, where where's that going to be? Where are they held That's in that race? Washougal uh, in uh, okay. in uh, September. I think it's the 25th of this year and uh yeah it's uh um tony jeske from jeske uh uh customs uh built a bike for that and uh i have that date circled in my calendar uh win lose or draw i will be in washougal that weekend and uh i would be honored for you to uh twist the throttle on uh, on the kx dude that'd be sick man that would be pretty awesome i'll have to uh talk to talk to kenny and the boys over at fast house and see if we can't make that happen that'd be uh That'd be right up our alley. That sounds like a lot of fun, dude. You know it. Um, so um, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about how we got to where we're at right now. Last time we were on the show, um, there were uh, a bit of a change in the winds as far as um, w- what we were talking about. Uh, we, there was some, some different companies that were uh, were in your corner uh, for for any number of reasons. But uh, uh, bring us back to uh, how we ended up. Back with Fast House, back with FMF, and uh, uh, kind of that journey um, coming from last year when uh, you were the talk of the town, and then uh, there was a, a short period of time when it was not so much. 
Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I think it was a long time coming. Kenny's like family to me, and and all the Fast House guys and FMS. So I mean, I've been been with these dudes for a long time, and I've known Kenny for a while. I mean, especially FMS. I've I've known Little D since we were little kids, man. Before he was even, I think, working at FMS. Um, so it was kind of unfortunate. Everything that that boiled down. I just I'm pretty much going to chalk it up to just being a big misunderstanding and just a lot of bullshit. So. Honestly, we Kenny and I hugged it out. You know, we love each other. We just want to have some fun and go racing. And that's pretty much it, man. So same thing with Little D um, and all the SMS boys. So um, it's a little bittersweet because, you know, obviously the Bills guys, they were really cool and, and they helped me out. And, I mean, how what an honor it was to have Bill himself, you know, come up with that pipe and his son weld it up and then go out there and have some fun on it. Um, which was great, but uh, now we're moving forward, and I'm back with FMS. I'm back with Fast House, and uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a lot of fun, man. So I'm stoked. I couldn't be any happier. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it, man. No drama or anything. We're just we're just here to have some fun, and and we all love each other, and, uh, and that's pretty much it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. No, it, it all kind of boils down to uh, the fact that. Um, your story as a uh, as a motocross uh, racer, competitor, and professional is um, is is one of, of some harsh realities. Whether it be uh, from from the uh, like uh, uh, the, the atmosphere as a, as an amateur, like uh, being uh, pushed to to be your very best, and the and the atmosphere that that was to uh, like uh, basically for those who don't know, uh, if if we were to dial the clocks back to two thousand and two, uh, the majority of people were talking about two people that were going to turn pro that year it would have been sean collier and james stewart and there was a, a, a i wouldn't say maybe an equal amount of hype but a generous amount on both sides and uh, i think uh history would tell us that uh those two uh stories turned out very differently and uh basically you had a chance to tell your story and uh on the at the backlash of, of telling it um there was like that like we said a, a misunderstanding but uh we've cleared the air all is well. Uh, Kenny Alexander and everyone over at the Fast House are great people, and um, it's motocross family. We can have disagreements, we can have misunderstandings, but uh, at the end of the day, we're still family, and uh, we find a way to work it out. Exactly, that's the name of the game, brother, and that's what we're here for. You know, to work together and uh, and just strive to be our best collectively. So, and that's what we're doing, man. We squash the beef. Um, you know, let let all the bullshit be in the past and i've forgotten about everything and uh we're just gonna look forward to the future and just have some fun dude back to what we were doing before and like i said man i, I couldn't be any happier with being back with the family again um it feels great so i'm stoked so uh other than the uh the, the few updates that you've been able to uh to do with the uh that beast of a, a 500 that you have uh like uh clue us in on uh basically the 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 specs on that bike what kind of horsepower she's putting out what are the some of the riding characteristics and for, for, especially for those who haven't had an opportunity to throw a leg over a 500 because i guarantee there's some people listening to this right now that have never even ridden a two-stroke let alone a 500 uh which uh, effectively went extinct in uh, about 1995 exactly yeah the bike actually would be great for people if they want to get a full comprehensive scoop on the bike um, motocross action has a great video online that you can check out on YouTube. Um, it give you everything you need to know, give you a quick rundown. Basically the bike is the same as it was before. So we got Frenchie with C4MX did the motor. Um, he basically built the whole bike from the ground up. So he actually has the bike right now in his possession and getting it ready for me since I got to do the whole water treatment thing during the week. He's, he's, uh, he's handling that. So, um, he did that, and then uh, Enzo did a one-off shock on the thing to help me uh, give it a little bit more compression and not be so wallowy like it is in stock form. Okay. Uh, the forks are pretty much – that's the only thing that's a little bit different now because the forks were built by Graham. That was my suspension guy last year, and we had taken off the forks from one of my 450s and slapped it on that bike. So when we had to give the bike back – last year the forks that were going to be put back on were the antiquated 97 you know kyb units so uh manny and debbie gasper they 
actually ended up buying a brand new set of forks off of, I think it was a 2014 KX450. Uh, so that is what is currently on the bike now. So if, I, if I'm correct, I think they're bone stock. There's, there's really been nothing done to it. So um, we'll maybe have to do a little bit of testing in the future when I have some more time and get them dialed in completely. But uh, that's what we're running right now. So we still have an updated front end on the thing. Um, but like I said before, check out the uh, motocross action rundown on the bike. They actually tested both my 450 and the uh, the 500 and give you full stats on horsepower, torque, all that good stuff. But uh, my good buddy Daryl Eklund works over there, rode the bike, and, and he himself, he said he loved it. After he rode it, he said he was inspired to, to get one of his own. So I don't know how that's, uh, how that's gone. But uh, yeah, man, check it out. Um, really, really cool video online. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've checked it out, watched it a couple times. Cool footage and amazing to see a uh, you throw around uh, a 500 the way you do. Um, they're 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 beastly. They're heavy. Uh, they um, they they accelerate completely different than uh, than than any other two stroke really. Like they don't quite ride like a like a 250. They for sure uh, don't have uh, that ring out uh, feeling of a, of a 125. You need to be a smooth operator to uh, to make them do what they do. And uh, you're one of the a few that are able to do so um obviously with, with some limited limited time on the track um this this week and, and le- leading up to it uh like you said at uh, the beginning of the show uh, this weekend you're more or less just looking to uh represent the brands that support you and put in some uh, some solid laps exactly that's the name of the game man we're just going to go out there and have some fun and that's what we represent so um i am going to be riding the old school bike which is really cool for some of the people that are, you have more of a knowledge of, of uh, you know, or comprehensive knowledge of motocross and the background and everything. So I know they get a kick out of it because they miss seeing Wardy and all the boys on the, on the big block. So, um, I mean, I, I personally would love to see a, an open class at a national. I think it would be really cool. It'd be great for, for all the fan base to get into it. Um, I think it's just bitching. It's unfortunate that it's all gone, I think, to just straight four strokes. Um, you know, cause there's just nothing quite like that raw power of a two stroke. It's really hard to manage. So it's really important for a rider to be connected to the motorcycle in a different way. Where on a four stroke, you can be so much lazier. You can just kind of keep it in one gear and just lug it, you know, and, and just run it where a two stroke, even a 500, you really can't, you got to be on it. You got to be really consistent um, and really, really mindful of throttle positioning, especially on a drier track, because it'll come up and bite you really, really quick. So um, it's just going to be exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it. No, I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing pictures and seeing videos, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, you possibly uh, uh, take that. Uh, yourself back to the top step of the podium because uh this time last year you were rocking a single digit on the front number plate it was actually rather slim it was uh it was singular and uh the, the that number was taken away from you mainly due to uh some bike malfunctions but uh um i think it's is it uh Slater that's winning that's got the number one plate this year no no yeah last year exactly i uh first moto we we had the moto win pretty much in the bag i mean you can never really say that in motocross because it's it's a gamble something could have happened i could have crashed or mm-hmm. stalled the bike something uh, but i had a, a comfortable lead and i ended up unfortunately having the shock bolt come out which caused a lot of damage and uh and unfortunately i couldn't even finish the bike literally wouldn't it just wouldn't go anymore um so yeah that that kind of stunk but uh i was really happy that it didn't happen in a, uh, a worse area on the track because it, it did it on the landing of a jump, which saved my ass because had it done that off the lip of a jump, it would have been a different story. So I was thankful for that. But, uh, yeah, man, we just rigged the bike back together. Actually, I didn't. I sat there recovering. But my mechanic, Dave, he rigged the bike together. And, I mean, dude, we had, like, it wasn't just Dave. It was it was a group of guys. Actually, a cool video to check out is a fast fast video they have on that race and it's it's just pretty bitching we had a whole crew of people come over i even had one of my competitors come over and he's like dude here take my bike you know whatever bolts you need just i want to see you ride that thing i was like fuck right on that was pretty cool so it's nice to see that type of camaraderie you know it's uh it's refreshing and and 
I mean, that's what that's what it's all about, at least for me and and yeah. my whole crew. No, uh, I yeah. um, totally connect with that, man. That's motocross. Like, uh, I, I think I've told this a couple of times on the on the, the show. Uh, in fact, just last week, uh, and for those who are listening to this twice, I apologize. But um, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine passed away, and they had a memorial ride, and I couldn't get to my bike or boots that evening. But I knew if I had to go to the track, I had to be there from a friend of mine. But I also knew there's a good chance that if I bring my gear, someone's going to have a bike for me, someone's going to have a pair of boots, and I wasn't parked before uh, I already knew uh, what bike I was going to ride and uh, whose boots I was going to use. And that's just a testament to uh, the motocross family because we just take care of each other. No, that's awesome to hear, man. I'm sorry to hear about your friend, but that that's exactly what it's all about. That's the spirit that we all love, and that's what brings us back to uh, to the track, you know, uh, in the long run. That's that's seriously what it is all about. That's what it boils down to. So, um, exactly. Right on. So, um, sorry, my girl trying to get her out of places you shouldn't be, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Oh. Oh. It is okay, and we, you know, what? we really appreciate you giving us some time. And uh, and um, hey, everybody, this is Jimmy Button, former factory Supercross rider. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're gonna take it to a commercial. And we'll be right back. If there's one item to be picky about, it's choosing the right helmet. I'm Andrew Short, and I choose the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. You too can wear the exact same helmet I wear. Trey Kennard wears. Jimmy Albertson wears, and many others. The F2 Carbon is a helmet loaded with details that make a huge difference in comfort and safety. Lightweight materials, phenomenal airflow, and a super comfortable sweat-absorbing liner and generous eye port design to accommodate any goggle choice are just a few. And did I mention how super trick these helmets look? Straight off the shelf and onto the racetrack. If you are looking for one amazing helmet, look no further than the F2 Carbon from Fly Racing. For more information about Fly Helmets and other products from Fly Racing, Visit them on the web at flyracing.com. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. X-Racing Man. But more than box, what Big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos with bran. Cereal bees, Emigos. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey kids, start out every morning with a fat ball. When it comes to helmets, there is just one. The helmet brand, that is. Just One Helmets is tailor-made for motocross and street bike riding, and now available in North America. Who chooses Just One? Well, for starters, Tim Geiser, winner of the Italian round in MX2, David Philipparts, Vicky Golden, Trevor Reese, as well as David Pulley. And you know what? So do I. I choose Just One Helmets because they're simply the safest, lightest, and most comfortable lid available. Want to know more about Just One Helmets? Check them out on the web at www.justonehelmets.com. Find out about the J12, the J32, and all of the colorways that are absolutely blow your socks off. So guys, please head over to www.justonehelmets.com today. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. The 2014 X-Brand Goggles is back and better than ever. From the Scatter-X, Volcano, and Phantom Goggle, X-Brand has the product to make you stand out on race day. The quality of X-Brand products is second to none. Great lenses, incredible frame, and a strap that doesn't wear out. Great tear-offs, zip-off systems, nose guard, and more. Check out eksbrand.com for all of the accessories and pricing.
WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, if they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. What's up, guys? It's time to talk a little bit about Roy Borden Race. He's the performance specialist. Suspension, making a motor work, balancing a bike, or just maintenance. He's got the tools and know-how to make sure that your bike is ready on race day or practice. Roy Borden has strength in years of experience and the best technology and best tools at his disposal. Whether you're getting your forks redone, seals, or a full, full-blown full rebuild on your forks or, or shock. Call up Roy Borton today at 204-633-2722. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today. And never settle. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Yeah, and t- talking about this two-stroke race, and I, I love these one-off events. Uh, you have guys like yourself who were able to come out of the woodwork, and uh, I guess I'm sure for you, it's, it's a bit of a reunion as well. Because uh, just like you come out of the woodwork, it must bring a lot of the other guys that you grew up riding against, and uh, just some uh, like some family members, as we as we mentioned, to, to see, and uh, lots of smiling faces. And uh, it all, doesn't also hurt that you happen to be sporting the baddest-looking kit in the whole pits, uh, thanks to uh, Troy Lee, the Fast House, and uh, those guys over at FMF. Yeah, no, definitely. It's actually, uh, this year, there's been some change-up with the Troy Lee brand. Um, Kenny and Troy have decided to kind of go their own separate ways. So, um, you know, they're still good friends, and everything's all good there. But people are getting kind of confused with the identity, I guess, with Fast House and Troy Lee and kind of associating them as as one entity. So... Basically, um, with Fast House now, we'll be running bell helmets. Or at least, that's at least what I'll be running. I, I know some of the guys, I think Billy runs a uh, 6D helmet. Yeah. Uh, but I'll be running bell helmets with uh, my good buddy Dustin Wacker. He'll be doing the paint job. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool, man. We got to, we got some pretty cool stuff um, coming out for the two-stroke national. So it's going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be really awesome. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the feedback from people and see what they think, but, uh, it's going to be fun, man. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it for sure. Um, so, uh, like we, you'd mentioned the, the comparison two stroke for uh, two stroke, four stroke, as far as your 450 and your 500 and like uh, on paper, the bikes can measure up however they will, but on track is where they really, uh, really separate. They have different characteristics and there's different energy involved. And I know, uh, uh I've, this is something I've, I've never asked you, but, um, you've spent time on both, which sucks the, the energy out of you worse, the, uh, the, the 500 or the, or the 450. 
500 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Positively beyond any shadow of a doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. It's just the way the bike requires you to ride it, you literally have to be on your toes and mindful of every little thing constantly. It's it's kind of uh, it's a bit daunting at times where you're like, especially when you're trying to lay down some some good heaters and you're like, you know, trying to really put down some good laps and and it can it can bite you in the ass, man. So definitely, uh, it it man it it takes so much precision and it can get away from you so quickly. So it kind of you know you're flirting on that line of like, you know disaster and and glory <laughs> i guess you could put it that way so oh yeah totally uh, I, if yeah. I, I talk about two strokes you got to be perfect i talk to guys that i race with and like uh, when i was on four strokes the two of us used to battle all the time and now like more often than not they they get they get an edge on me mainly because they're on a, on a 350 or a 450 and uh exactly. there's just it's in a course of a lap, I might make one or two mistakes that I wouldn't make on a 450 or a two, uh, four, 350, but those two mistakes, those three mistakes make up like four seconds. And four seconds over 10 laps is, well, that's 40 seconds. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, what am exactly. I going to do? <laughs> like, exactly. No, it's, it's tough, man. Those, uh, the two strokes in general the the biggest thing is the shifting point you have to be so on point you know you can't go into the corners and go you know what i'm just gonna lug it in the third even on a 500 you can't you do that the bike doesn't have the torque to pull it through the corner so you're gonna be bogging down and you're gonna have issues then exiting the corner so on and so forth so um yeah man that's that, but i love that about the two strokes in general is that it's a different type of power band um you know, it's kind of funny. I would like to talk to a a, a a woods guy or someone that does like GNCT because from their standpoint, I'm pretty sure that they feel that the two-stroke is an advantage where yeah. the four-stroke is too too heavy um, and or, or maybe it's other factors. I'm not too sure. But uh, so for different disciplines, you know, a four-stroke is actually maybe at a disadvantage compared to the two-stroke. Um, I don't know about a 500, you know, if you're yeah. bringing on but a really woody track or something, it'd probably be not Only so in good. the desert are those things still got the edge. Exactly. So, um, it, it's all relative to where, what you're riding, what's the discipline, but for motocross in general, definitely four stroke, um, is an advantage, but who knows where it would have been say back in 2003, 2004, when things kind of started to shift towards the whole four-stroke revolution and everyone pretty much just, boom, it was like gone overnight. You know, imagine if the last 12 years they kept developing, you know, the uh, the two-strokes with EFI and and all the different things that, uh, that progressed in that time. Maybe two-strokes would be that much better. I'm sure they would, but... You know, it's all just a guessing game now. So um, that's why I, I, I think it'd be really cool to do something really unique with the 500, maybe even try to get a, you know, a uh, fuel injection system on that thing and and get that rear braking system, you know, up up to uh, to shape, you know, because the thing is just, I, I don't know how those guys rode those bikes with such terrible brakes because the stock units is just despicable. It's impossible to stop the thing. So, yeah. Um, you know, and they did so on places like Carlsbad and <laughs> Oh yeah. Carlsbad. Jeez, man, that that soil and how, how hard pack and square edged and oh man, that's that's all finesse right there. I mean I'd love to ride my five hundred on a track like that. Just to I mean, I enjoy going out into the hills and riding on these dry tracks and just trying to keep that mm-hmm. thing, you know, in line and <laughs> it's quite a uh, undertaking. But uh yeah, man. I'm stoked. It's going to be really fun, though. I I can't wait for tomorrow. Honestly, it's uh it's been a hell of a last couple of months working and stuff, and I finally got to ride last weekend out at Zaka Station. It freaking just had a blast, man. It was so much fun. My good buddy Tony and Ryan, and uh, unfortunately not the rest of the crew couldn't make it out there, but uh, we had a lot of fun, man. So I'm looking forward to it, brother. 
going to be a good time, and then hopefully we can uh, we can make that thing happen up in Washougal. I'd love to uh, rip around on a one two five, man. It's been a while since I've ridden one of the little bangers, but uh, yeah, man, that'd be fun. Yes, sir. Um, can't can't guarantee uh, my buck and a quarter's got uh, any any more power than uh, your your average vacuum cleaner, but um, always fun <laughs> to rip around on. Uh, and I at least I sound fast. And uh, but one of the things I, I is is um, unique about yourself is uh, you're honestly one of the most talented, most uh, gifted, most just the, one of the fastest guys I've ever had on the show, bar none. I don't care who it is, and I, I've had. Uh, uh, just any any number of guys. Sean Collier is is almost. I I would I would have to look hard to find somebody that uh, has more more talent and is faster than I've had on my on my show at all. Uh, but uh, you also know what it's like to work for a living, and you know um, the the rigors of having a job that maybe you don't love as much as uh, as as like. Like you, you just like everyone just loves the job you do every single day you do it, and certainly you don't love it as much as you loved being a professional motocross racer. So uh, you know what it's like to go through a day's work and uh, look forward to swinging a leg over the motorcycle, uh, much like uh, uh, many who are going to be listening to this podcast, which I think is a pretty cool thing. Hey man, thanks a lot. I think you're too kind. I, I don't know how, how fast I truly am, but I do appreciate the hard work. Um, yeah, you know what, dude? Honestly. Now that I've stepped away from racing and, and I, I have a normal job, um, to be 100% honest with you, when you're, when you're racing professionally, there's one thing I really appreciated about Ryan Bilpoto's interviews is he would say it like it was. When you're doing something so much repetitively for year in, year out, it honestly, you lose that fun aspect of it because you're doing it so often. It's like constant. I mean, from when I was six years old, it just, it turns into this, uh, uh, this grind, right? Because you never get to step away and, and really kind of put things into perspective. Um, you know, say now, if I were to become a professional, right? Well, I, I have some perspective, so it, it probably would be a little different, but you're going to be doing it like a job. So it's going to be the job, Um, which I appreciate the fact that now I don't want to exploit it in a way and become, you know, a full-time racer. I like, you know, of course, being a water treatment technician isn't fun, right? Um, But now I get on my dirt bike, dude, it's it's a release just like it is for you, you know, Uh, like it is for 99% of us. You get to go out. You love to hang out with your buddies, the social atmosphere, hanging out with all the dudes. Complaining about the wife. Exactly, you know, just kind of de-stress, ride your dirt bike, get back to the roots, have some fun, you know, and I'll bet you now that Ryan Villapoto is retired, he probably has more fun than ever when he rides, he probably doesn't ride too often because he's busy doing a million other things that he's wanted to do, Um, but I'll bet you that he enjoys it more than he ever has. So, you know, everything's relative. I know at times you look as a, as a guy, you know, oh, man, I'd love to be a pro. I'd love to do this and that. But you know what? In reality, things always seem greener from the outside. But when you're in the thick of things, dude, it, it, it's all relative. You know what I mean? It really, truly is. I know, yeah, they have fame and glory, but that's all bullshit. You know, let's, let's get real here. So, yeah. Um, the truth of it is, dude, we just love riding our dirt bikes. We love the camaraderie. We like having fun. We like, uh, you know, it's just like you're saying with your uh, your buddy, how you had the uh, the ride day for him, and you just showed up at the track hoping that someone would be there. And, of course, there was. You know, it's it's a family. It's a community. And that's what it's all about. So, um, you know, putting the professional thing aside, I'm stoked with the way my career went. You know, I, I tried hard to make it work, and, and it didn't for me. I never really came or became a, uh, a success to retire off of racing. And I'm thankful for that though. So, um, becoming a water treatment tech and, and working in the field and doing what I do is, is something that, um, was necessary for my growth. That's how I feel. So, and it's more relatable too, you know, now that I'm at the track and I meet, you know, people, random people from all walks of life, we, we can actually connect on a much deeper level now that I couldn't before because I never, that's all I did was ride, you know, from a, as a little kid, my, my folks put everything into my racing and riding. And, and I thank them for that. You know, obviously it was a big sacrifice for them. 
Um, but at the same time, it sheltered me from the reality of life, you know, and, and what people go through to ride their dirt bikes. And, and I'm, I'm stoked, you know. I'm happy with the way things worked out, and uh, I'm having more fun than ever when I do ride my dirt bike. So, man, can't, uh, you can't complain about that, you know what I mean? Oh, totally. No, that reminds me of uh, um, first time I went down to uh, to California, uh, which was with a friend of mine. We drove 36 hours. Uh, we showed up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and most people would take uh, take a day off to kind of uh, decompress from that 36-hour drive. Nope, straight to the track. I went to... Hell no. <laughs> no, went straight to Glen Helen, and uh, um, the sign out front said... Uh, uh, there's there's mud on the track, no refunds. And me and my buddy are like, don't care. It could be a swamp out there. I just want to ride my dirt bike because at home it's <laughs> minus thirty. Um, and uh, we get there, and it's like like honestly, the amount of moisture on the track, which would would have been like proper prep moisture, was ridiculous. <laughs> And like probably it's probably wetter for uh, pro practice on a, at a national, but uh, so we, I go for a few laps and I, I go to watch a friend. My my friend uh, spin some laps, and I'm wa- I'm standing up by uh, uh, where the the finish line usually is at uh, Glen Helen, and a guy walks up to, uh, beside me and he goes, uh, "Hey, how's the track?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's beautiful right now." He's like, "Beautiful, man. If I wasn't getting paid by Honda, I wouldn't be here." So I look over, and that's Jeremy McGrath. And he's standing there, and he's he's like just kind of like looking at the track, like oh, like I have to ride, I have to ride this 2011 uh, 450 around this this track today. And I'm not pumped about it, blah blah blah. I'm like, man, like it's this, this is nothing. This is beautiful. Like I, I'm I'm beyond uh, uh, beyond stoked about this. But uh, no, it's um, it's all perspective is how much you are as you get to go out there. And uh, now in the summertime, I lay bricks all day from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. I load the bike into the back of the truck, drive an hour to a favorite track, which is Grunthal, Manitoba, and uh, spin laps till dusk. Go home, put the bike away, and do it all the next day. So. Um, it's it's beautiful. Like when you, you you now can connect with the fact that, uh, like those real world problems that, uh, once you're on the bike, uh, like 10 years ago, you would have been on the bike stressing about certain things that were in your life that included the motorcycle. And now you ride the motorcycle to get away from absolutely everything. And, uh, that's, uh, that's cool. That's something that you can kind of connect. That's, uh, maybe, um, something that a lot of uh, guys that you grew up with, some of your peers can't do so far. Exactly, dude. No, for sure. That's exactly how it is, you know? Hey, what you got in your mouth? Sorry, dude. My little no baby girl just, what you put in your mouth? Get it out, you little shit. <laughs> Suck. Um, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, you know, just like you said, everything, it's all relative. So, you know, that's how, that's how it is for me now, where I get off work, and if I can go spend some laps, dude, that is, is such a release, and it's, it's so much more rather let me reiterate that it it's so it's such a great feeling you know it's it's like a release you you stress out during the day not stress out but you you do your grind during the day obviously your job is pretty rigorous um same thing with my job where you could even be really exhausted feeling but man just the thought of like oh fuck dude i get to strap on some boots and and go ride a dirt bike hell yeah this is going to be totally rad let's go have some fun so it's it's really cool and i don't even care dude whatever the bike is i don't care how it handles i don't squawk about all oh, my suspension this or that i none of that i don't give a shit and uh it, it's really nice i mean being a professional though it's like you're scrutinizing every little thing you know it's almost you take the fun out of it because you're you're it, it's a business now everything's like okay man i gotta get these forks working good i try to make the shock work better you know i try to jive with the spike better where now it's like dude i don't care i just get on the bike i start it up please start <laughs> keep my fingers crossed this is a 500 um yeah. and have fun man and just and just it's like a release now you know totally no, I like um like you had mentioned ryan villapoto's uh podium speeches you used to bag on him for not being excited after a win because anyone who's on the couch is thinking if I ever came across the finish line stripe at a local race first, I'd be fist pumping and like creating some sort of crazy uh, celebration. But he's just like, he's upset or he's like, he looks like he's like more, it's not a yay. It's a, 
fuck yeah, because I worked so fucking hard and didn't get to eat cheese for six years just so I could do this. And yeah, like that, I, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get a lot of like, like fist pumping and like woohooing when you have to sacrifice that much to be able to, uh, to get a trophy. Exactly, man. Exactly. And that's, that's the difference there. You know, it's, it's tough to relate when you're not, you know, in, inside that whole realm of professional racing, but that's where I can kind of bridge that gap for people and, and a lot of racers that are in my, my shoes, you know, um, where they understand, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know what, we look at it as kids and we're watching the professional thing. It's like, it's, it's so glorious and this and that. And in actuality, it's, uh, everything's relative, man. It really is. Yeah. I know they got fame. They got all this, all this crap, but you know what? It's all relative, dude. You know, that, that fame, that glory isn't going to make you a happy person. You know, what's going to make you happy is different things, you know, things that are, uh, fruits of the soul, so to speak, you know what I mean? Um, camaraderie, enjoying people's, you know, lives and just trying to bring out the best in all of us collectively. That's what it's all about. So, um, like I said, you know, I'm not trying to exalt myself like I'm some, you know, holier than thou person because I'm not. But uh, in general, man, I have so much more fun riding a dirt bike than I ever did when I was a professional, you know, contracted by Yamaha to go race a dirt bike. Yeah. You know, was I was I thankful for that? Yeah, absolutely, I was very thankful. I mean, any one of the crew members, they knew I was thankful. I let them know every time I was there at the track because I knew their sacrifice. I knew what those mechanics did. I knew what the truck drivers did. I, I saw it. I saw the, how they busted their asses, you know, for all their riders. And, and you know, honestly, for me, dude, it, 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 it hurt me when I would see those guys bust their asses like that. I didn't jive off that. To me, it was like, oh, man, and look, I get to ride my dirt bike, and these poor guys have to freaking, you know, basically wipe my asshole for me to go ride. It's like. So for me, it was always kind of like, a, I don't know, catch 22, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing the, the fun part of it. But, you know, my poor mechanic here fucking works 18 hour days every day so I can go ride and barely qualify. So it's like, uh, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it, yeah. it's, it's tough to, to comprehend it. It is, but, uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked where I'm at now and that I can look at it the way I do. I don't look back with regret. Oh man, if I would have done this, would have done that. It's like, no, no, no. I'm happy with the way things went down. I've made a shitload of mistakes. I've offended a lot of people by some of the stuff I've said and the stuff I've done over the years. Um, but I'm trying, you know, I'm trying my best and what else can you do as a human being, you know, but just try your best. Couldn't agree more, man. Uh, Sean Collier is uh, officially the the people's champ, and uh, we love to see you do what you do on a motorcycle. And uh, I, for one, am happy to see that you couldn't be happier doing it, uh, watching your career in throughout the 2000s, and then uh, watching you, uh, um, in a way, kind of blossom as uh, as your professional career um, um, had kind of uh, evaporated, and uh, kind of creating like becoming a different person, becoming a different racer and uh, honestly uh, someone I think that uh, your craft had kind of uh, was elevated by that so uh, um, just um, can't can't wait to see where you take it to next man uh, re- really proud to have had you on the show and uh, uh, giving it up to uh, guys like Kenny and everyone over at uh, Fast House and, and FMF and um, all your sponsors you guys you got uh, some great people behind you and uh, they support a great human being Absolutely. Well, I, hey, man, I appreciate all the kind words. And, dude, there's been so many people that have that have helped me over the years that I would have to sit here for 30 minutes thanking each and every one because it's been a hell of a journey. There's so many people that have made a, a great impact on my life and have helped me in, in so many ways, seen and unseen. So um, to all those people, you know, truthfully, thank you and uh and i'm stoked to be able to do it because quite honestly with my financial situation and where i'm at and how much money i make i couldn't do this without all the great help that i still receive even though you know i'm not racing anymore for uh profession but uh i'm so happy and and thankful honestly right on well um 
I, I really appreciate you you coming on. I, I appreciate you uh, being able to uh, uh, say those kind words to uh, those who are willing to help you out um, and, and and truly recognize uh, the the support and, and be appreciative of that. Um, uh, I, I I just wish I wish you all the best in this weekend. I wish you all the all the luck in the world. I wish that uh, you all of your your breaking points are where they need to be. Your timing your shifts the way uh, they need to be. And I, I uh, hope that the uh, the five hundred stays together for you throughout that uh, um, the, this this weekend. And uh, you're able to go back to work on Monday um, in one piece and and uh, with the bike in the same way. Hello? Hey, what's up, buddy? Sorry about that. No worries, you rat bastard. You hung up <laughs> on me just as I, I was I was on I, in the middle of a uh, uh, like a momentous moment right there. Although I did get it uh, out completely, so uh, we're not gonna uh, miss a beat there. Um, but you know what, Sean? I just wish I, I, I wish you all the best this weekend, and I uh, can't thank you enough for the time. And um, yeah, like really, really appreciate you, my friend. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure. Yeah, it's truly my pleasure, and I hope to do it again soon. Absolutely, uh, w- wouldn't uh, wouldn't shy away from uh, trying to uh, uh, coordinate having you on the show again uh, for a quick talk next week to uh, let us know uh, how how the weekend went for you because uh, this event, of course, is is not on television, so uh, people will only be able to get the story through through magazines and uh, and, and the internet. So uh, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's try to do this again. Uh, um, Within within the next couple of days, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it, man. Sounds like a plan, my friend. We'll do a little race recap. I'll give you the the scoop, the inside yes. scoop. The racers saw. A <laughs> reporter on the scene, uh, Sean Collier, uh, so close to the action, he's in the action. <laughs> exactly, I love it. Awesome, man. Well, uh, don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.